Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. You're out, you're about, but you want your Dan Patrick. Well, good news, he goes everywhere with you. If you miss the show, you can podcast it. If you want to see the show, just go to Peacock and we stream it live every weekday. Watch past episodes too. The Dan Patrick Show, available anywhere you are, any way you want it. Welcome to the Dan Patrick Show. I love Dan Patrick. Oh, my God. Home to the biggest guests and best sports talk on radio. I love it. One of my favorites. Mm. Normally, home to Dan Patrick. Hope you'll miss us. But today, Dan and the Danettes are off. Don't see another radio show behind my back, please. And filling in, it's Jason Smith and Mike Harmon. It's good. There we go. It's good. <laughs> Broadcasting go. from the Mercedes Man Cave, this is the Dan Patrick Show. Greetings, welcome inside, good morning. The Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith and my best friend Mike Harmon. What's going on, brother? Nice Buddy, quick I'll, turnaround. I'll tell you, we live in a different world. When people went to bed last night, it was one world. And now, everybody is woken up to the new reality today that they never thought was possible. I didn't know. Did I get transported to another Marvel Cinematic Universe world? Well, it's still a couple of days before Cocaine Bear comes out, so it, it can't be that. Well, the world will change again that day, too, but it changed today, oh, okay. it will change again on Friday. But it, I mean, that's a big change. But it changed, I mean, change, because now we live in a world yeah. where Derek Carr is a future first ballot Hall of Famer <laughs> with the New York Jets. Not just a Hall of Famer. Not just a very good, uh, you know, because that's people getting the Hall of Fame. Now yeah. you're very good. It's the Hall of Fame. No, no. This is when you're first ballot Hall of Famer. You are one of the best of the best. And now this is the world we live in where Derek Carr could be a future first ballot Hall of Famer with the New York Jets. And that is a much different world than people went to bed to last night. I got to be honest. I, I wake up to that kind of news and I look around. I mean, it's cold here in Southern California. <laughs> I know that's going to be the talk of the day. High winds. Rain, ton of uh, snow advisories. So just like the rest of the country, at least for a moment. What do you uh, have? The Doppler out? Look, give me the weather for the rest of the week. No, I'm give me the weather for the rest of the week. What do you got? All the the point was that it's a topsy turvy world, and if it's going to be cold in Southern California, there's going to be precipitation. Remember, there was the song because it never rains in Southern California. They're lying. 
They lied to us. And now you're telling me in this world, in this new reality, that there may be an opportunity for Derek Carr not only to be a Hall of Famer, not only a Hall of Very Good, but a guy who could go to the penthouse alongside primetime Deion Sanders? Color me intrigued. Now listen. Now listen. Before we get into that, I mean, tell me. Dallas, do I need a jacket when I go out this morning? Am I going to be would. okay? You would. I mean, we- uh, you know, it was only a, a brisk 42 degrees okay. this morning. Again... For the rest of the country, I, I know they're laughing and saying, well, things under their breath that I'm not going to do for FCC compliancy. But the idea is in Southern California, you know how it brings everybody to a crawl? Mm-hmm. And that's I'm, where I'm, we're at. I'm, okay, I'm just, I just didn't know that overnight you turned into a meteorologist. That, well, that's you know cool. what? And they did me a solid. And Joel and company, they put on, they put on some uh, local morning news for me here in the <laughs> studio. This isn't this is a new world. <laughs> Mike Harmon went to bed. Radio host. He wakes up. Meteorologist. Oh, oh. I'm trying, look, I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to expand my horizons. I think I'd look good with my, you know, being able to mm-hmm. point, especially if I get some good work in on my delts. I, I could be pointing towards, you know, the mountain range and saying we're going to have some heavy weather there. And all of a sudden I look like Arnold uh, and Franco Colombo posing and pumping iron. See, I'm picturing you more like Brick Tamblin. With a, just muttering around your your house, going high pressure fronts, high pressure fronts, high pressure. Yeah, you that's prob- more likely the case, but you know it's entertaining for. You should everyone. probably just lay low for a while. I, I'm 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 thinking you should just lay low. I do have a trident. I think you should do. Uh, but what is it? Wait, what is what are we talking about? Derek Derek Carr Hall of Fame. Uh, according to ESPN's Diana Rossini, uh, Derek Carr, who had a big visit with the Jets oh, over yeah. the course of the weekend, everybody liked everybody. My timeline, people are sending me pictures of, here's Derek Carr at dinner with Robert Sala. Jason, how do you feel? I'm like, I don't want Derek Carr. But everything went so well, and according to Diana Rossini, she said on ESPN yesterday, late yesterday, that the Jets told Derek Carr, if he comes to New York and wins, he could be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Derek Carr, not bridge quarterback Derek Carr, not the guy who got waved by the Raiders, Derek Carr, first ballot Hall of Famer. I can't believe David Carr has not been all over NFL Network the last 24 hours going, look at my brother, my brother, first ballot Hall of Famer with the American flag and been busts from the Hall of Fame and just big speeches from years past from guys going in. Hey, Hall of Fame. Pictures of yeah. Brady who's going in in five years, replaced by Derek Carr. Going, I can't believe we haven't seen that. Future first ballot Hall of Famer, Mike Harmon. What a world, to, what time to be alive. Well, you know what? It is early here at West Coast. They might be prepping the graphics for that half hour infomercial <laughs> to air a little later on this morning hello now, america do you believe listen. in dreams do you believe in hope <laughs> and hey, you're on the path to greatness by my book i watched the jets put two guys in the hall of fame on the same day the jets don't tell me anything is impossible don't tell me dreams can happen hey in, a, in an hour span i watched the jets get two hall of famers and get the offensive and defensive rookie of the year's name so yeah dreams can happen and not only that i can tell you exactly how Derek carr can become a first ballot hall of famer with the jets you ready i could do it i could do it You've looked into the you, future, buddy. crystal ball kind of oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you I walked can the earth. You were walking around the beach like you were in the hello video by Lionel Richie all that time ago, <laughs> pondering your future. Wow, you remember you remember Lionel Richie's hello oh, video? Oh, it was a fantastic video. Like, I remember the White Snake Here I Go Again video. I don't remember the, the Lionel Richie I'm hello video. I'm a deep video. thinker. What do you want? <laughs> 
Hey, you want to see those great videos? No, I want to watch the deep thinking videos of long, sweeping camera angles and not big time cuts every three seconds. Um, Tell me you didn't want to go out of your way to try to replicate that that bus that was made of Lionel Richie in that uh, video. I, 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 I don't remember the video. <laughs> Funny, I don't. I don't now, come on. You want to talk to me about Tawny Katane, and here I go again in the car. And I, yeah, we can talk about that. That's are fine. we really going to go that. down the Tawny Katane, Chuck Finley? Uh, just, no, no. This just, early in the morning. I what are you doing? I didn't bring up. I was talking about just the video because you're okay. Here's how Derek Carr becomes a future first. I'm trying to protect you from yourself okay. right here. No, but but no, but here, but it, it was brought up, so it, we yeah, have yeah. to talk about it. No, I mean, she spoke it's, it's into existence. Here's how it happens. You go to the Jets. Think about this. The Jets. Yep. Not, 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 not the Steelers who have won Super Bowls. Sure. Not the Cowboys who have won Super Bowls. The Packers, the Patriots. No, no. You go to the Jets and win not one, but two Super Bowls. You're going to the Hall of Fame because you're, you brought the Jets a Super Bowl. Anybody who goes to A, the Jets, or B, the Lions, and wins two Super Bowls as a quarterback is going to the Hall of Fame. It doesn't matter. Look, Eli Manning's going to the Hall of Fame. He wasn't great during the regular season, but the guy won two Super Bowls, sure. and he outdueled Brady, and he had two-minute comebacks to win each one. So eventually, yeah, he's getting into the Hall of Fame. A couple of the most iconic plays in the sports yeah. history have been get- in those Super Bowls. Absolutely. He's getting in. Derek Carr will wind up being – he will be feated for many iconic things. You go to the Jets, man. This is this is like a, not, not just a once-in-a-hundred-year lifetime thing winning the Super Bowl with the Jets. This You do it twice – yeah, you're going to the Hall of Fame. You have the career you're having now, which, you know, been the Pro Bowl four times, and, and you assume that if he's going to, you know, go to the Super Bowl with the Jets, he's having somewhat of a decent year, and in a year where Tyler Huntley goes to the Pro well, Bowl. I mean, he was a Pro Bowler this year. Yeah, he'll get a couple more selections. You're talking about a six, seven-time Pro Bowler, two-time Super Bowl champion with the Jets. Yeah, you're going to the Hall of Fame. Derek Carr will go if he brings the Jets a championship because it's the Jets. That'll happen. This is really a, a special kind of thing because – you haven't seen the playoffs since what 2010 it's been a while yeah it's, it's been a minute and all it's of a sudden a you're jumping to the yeah. hey look at us multiple super bowl victories i like that that's positive thinking that's culture changing yeah. and literally for the jets and for uh american culture because you want to talk about a stick to it try hard american flag waving behind you maybe david carr out there is your cheerleader and your hype man then this is this is the story for you. I mean, this is you could sell this in Hollywood right now. This would be the great Kurt Warner's story got nothing on this. Oh no, no, no. This is the I best mean, story out. He goes there. from a guy that ran through coaches and GMs and everybody's made excuses for him for nearly a decade. And he had a couple of good years, right? He had that one year where everybody miraculously stayed healthy as a member of the Raiders and he was looking to be the MVP. And then suddenly Snap! That was it. It's broke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, look. And it all hey. it all went asunder, and now we're looking to climb that mountain again. Again, Doppler radar says blizzard warnings in Southern California. <laughs> but we're looking at the You're insane. The idea for the Jets. Look, everybody has history, right? As individuals. All of you out there, wherever you may be listening, thank you for being part of the program this morning and giving us a few minutes of your time. You all have your history individually, where you came from, how you grew up, what schools you went to, relationships along the way. Maybe you got married, maybe long-term relationships. Maybe those didn't work out and you're, you're moving on into another 
phase. You deal with people at work, children, your parents, all of that you, you've got to deal with. Likewise, we've got history. We've got identity with NFL teams. You brought up the Steelers. You brought up, you know, say the Patriots in, in the same division. You've got history. You've got great history. You've got top-of-the-mountain history. And then you got the Jets. You've been climbing low these 50 years and a lot of slipping, a lot of slipping, maybe running into an offensive lineman and getting forklifted. You've got a lot of history. This would be a new path. This would like you went to the store and you bought the best gripping shoes you possibly could find. And you finally climbed to the top of the mountain, plant your flag. That would be Derek Carr here. First ballot Hall of Famer. I don't see it, but I like it because it's an American tale. See, now I'm picturing that. I like that. A big photo op of Derek Carr climbing to the top of Mount Everest, planting a Jets flag at the top, waving to everybody, taking off whatever, you know, parka he's wearing. He's got sure. some kind of number four Jets jersey on. Well, no, what would be it. the equivalent of climbing the stairs in Philadelphia when you're Rocky? What would Derek Carr do uh, in New York slash New Jersey? Uh, Is there a would, trash heap or yeah, no, no, something no, no, there? No. Come on, man. Dude, come on. He Landfill would that he no. can go climb up? No, he would climb. Don't, come on. Don't insult New York like that. He would climb the Joker steps. That's what he would do. <laughs> would he do the dance? Oh, give me some of this landfill they, stuff. They did that with Seth yeah. Rollins as a uh, teaser ahead for WrestleMania just, 39. He would just climb up the Joker <laughs> steps and dance all the way up. But look at me. And he'd be wearing number 12 because he would say, you know what? I want number 12. I want 12. I, that's what I want. I, that's the number I want. Joe Namath would give it to Aaron Rodgers. No, screw it. Give it to me. And he would change his accent. Instead of being the southern accent that he's had for some reason the last few years, he would now have a completely New York accent, and he would adopt it right away. Be first press conference as a Jet. Derek Carr be busting out that accent. It would be all over the place. So his transition is easier than Austin Butler's? Should very, they go oh, to the same uh, speech person in, in Hollywood to try to help that transition along? Or does he just hang out in the bodegas? No, just listen to me. Just listen to me. Get there. Hey, uh, Derek, welcome to, welcome to New York. Uh, how do you feel? Hey, listen. Hey, Samini, Costello, all you guys. Yeah, you know what? Blank you guys, all right? Oh. I've, been, I've been this guy for my entire life, and now I'm a New Yorker, okay? So now I will beat you up. I will, I will beat you and you and you. Come on. Give, give me your worst. Give me your worst. I got it right here. I got it right here. Wait, uh, Derek, you never really spoke like that before. No, I did. Don't go find something on the internet, you joker, that, that shows me talking not like this. You can't. It's all been scrubbed. Everything's scrubbed off the net. This is me now. Let's go. What do you want to talk about? I heard. I just heard someone talk about a bodega. I, you, know, you bring it up. I'm, I'm a new, I've lived in New York my whole life. Look, here's superimposed video of me uh, in somewhere in New York right here. Here's me at the Statue of Liberty. Uh, here, here's me Here's me over here. Look, look at me. I'm getting a sandwich over here. Look, this is me. I've been a New Yorker. This is me my whole life. What are you talking about? Don't make fun of me. I'll make fun. That's exactly what he would do. Well, you want to assimilate, and you really want to make sure you're embraced by the locals. I don't know if doing a, a 180 from a southern accent to there is necessarily going to oh, work. Oh, sure right. Because you really got to back that up with your play. It worked for and, Brian And if you Kelly, then become yeah. a, a first ballot, well, I mean, it worked for Kelly so long as you win games. Yeah, well, dude, and here's the thing. Is, is it exciting to get Derek Carr? No, not really, but if, if it's like you have a flow. It's like I have a flow chart up in my house. Okay, who is your new quarterback? And you put the name in, and then, then it says, is your quarter, quarterback Zach Wilson? And then, it, you know, one arrow points to a smiley face and one arrow points to a frowny face. So I would point to a smiley face because it's not Zach Wilson. Okay, that's exciting. And then we go down the flow chart from there but that's the number one thing whoever they sign is going to be better than him so okay a lot of potential suitors out there eventually but to put it into the hey the jets had this wonderful meeting 
potential first ballot. I mean, that is one of the greatest sell jobs ever. I don't know how you do it with a straight face. If one, I mean, you you saw the the video uh, of Rossini trying to say it uh, on air, and and nobody could keep a straight face. But the person of the Jets, it's like, all right, look, how much do you know about the team's history? I don't know. I, I, I'm new here. It's like, okay, we're gonna need you to really pump up this sales pitch, talking about how he could be a first ballot Hall of Famer. It's like, am I getting extra money for the day? I mean, you're changing my title. Yes, we're gonna make you seem more important today because you're gonna have to say this and you're gonna have to say it straight face because we're really doing a sell here. And then, of course, David Carr was more than happy to run with it. Oh, dude, he's 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 become he's become a WWE hype man now. He's not even like a like all his quotes now about hey, here's Derek's free agency is going to be uh, done uh, over a long period of time. It's like okay, he's the guy they talked to. He's Paul Bearer now. He's like le- he's like leading Derek Carr to the ring with the ashes of former Raiders quarterbacks. Ooh, here's Jeff Hostetler. Ooh, Jared Stidham. Ooh. I mean, this is what David Carr's become. It's no, insane. That, that's pretty good. Over the last six weeks or so on our show in the evening, that has mm-hmm. been. Kind of what I've been watching with David Carr and scratching my head. You took it to the full Paul Bearer mode. Complete with ashes. Twitter at how about a fresca Mike? It's swollen dome. Just get used to that phrase. Derek Carr, future first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback. That's just weird. For the New York Jets. He's led That's the league in four categories, you know. Well, and one of them's positive. One of them is positive. The other ones aren't positive, but one of them is positive, so that's good. Well, It'll the work. long road begins with that first step. It'll work. First ballot Hall of Fame. <laughs> first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, phone number is 877-99 on Fox. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon in for Dan and the Danettes today. Coming up next, hey, we got a special guest stopping by to tell us um, what teams are going to wind up with Shohei Otani, maybe by the deadline. Dodgers, Mets, ooh, keep it right here. This is Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go... You can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. 
Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith and my best friend Mike Harmon in for Dan and the Danettes today. We got more NFL on the way. Hey, look, the Dallas Cowboys are doing something really interesting that Dak Prescott probably doesn't like. Uh, We got that coming up in a few minutes. Right now, joining us on the hotline. MLB Network, Fox Sports Radio, Baseball Insider Extraordinaire, to tell us how it's either going to be the Mets or the Dodgers for Shohei Otani in a few months. It's John Paul Morosi. JP, what's happening, buddy? Good morning. Uh, This will surprise you, Jason, but there actually are 28 other teams in the major leagues. Allegedly. Besides those two. Yeah, but... But they spend all the money. Nobody else has the money they do. They get all the cash. That's why, that's why I don't know. It sure seems like the Padres have a, a decent amount of money these days. And and uh, and maybe they will make a, a play for a show if they can't sign Manny Machado long term. How about that? You know, what would what, you make of that when, when, when Machado says, hey, I'm because, you know, Jacob deGrom did it last year and said, I'm opting out. That was his stance all year. He opted out. He went someplace else. Uh, wh- why this from Machado? He's getting paid a decent amount of money. He's doing this. He thinks I can get actually more from somebody, Steve Cohen, or somebody else is going to say, yes, give me that cash. Exactly. I think that his calculus is that because of uh, now being in a, a new basic agreement because of now having Steve Cohen uh, w- with his interest in, in all the superstar players bidding up the, the, the value of, of players across the major leagues, uh, it, it has changed the market. Uh, it, certainly inflation could be part of that as well when you, when you think about the larger economic forces, but you, you line up all of those different elements, and, and for me it's a pretty clear demonstration that the market has changed and when you're performing at an MVP level, as Machado has, it, it allows you to potentially maximize your value in a, in a different way. And I think Manny sees the landscape. He sees how much his own team, the Padres, uh, just spent on Xander Bogarts. And he says, hey, we have to have a bit of a market readjustment. And he's, he's so confident in his own abilities, Jason, that, that I think that he, he sees the end of the season and, and realizes there's a pretty good chance he'll be able to do even better than he just has with the Padres. And, and does he have an interest in, in going somewhere else? Uh, it'd be right now 
hard to imagine a, a better competitive situation than the Padres because of, of just their interest level and, and, and getting better and winning a championship and the roster that they've built, uh, the, the base of talent they have. Uh, there are not going to be many teams that have a better chance to win. You might argue some of them out east with, with the Mets and the Phillies and uh, you know, that, that group out there and the Braves, but, but I'm not sure if any of those teams would say, with the exception of the Mets, because they just tried to sign Correa, uh, maybe that would be a spot for Manny. But to me, he is exactly taking the right approach. He believes he can reset the market, and I think he probably will. JP, to that, let's pivot back to Anaheim and the Otani situation. Obviously, Jason trying to uh, bogart everything in the sporting universe. Derek Carr is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, and Shohei Otani is inevitably going to be a Met. That's what he's trying to do. Listen, uh, we'll get Xander Bogarts, yeah. too, you just said. Sure, you just got, keep we piling him whatever on. Whatever you want, we can have him yeah. as well. So with Otani, you know, Artie Moreno did the exploratory uh, services and looked out at the sale and all, and, and now he's back. And... Does it change the calculus of how this uh, approach is, or do they need to put results on the field to convince Otani and his agent that they want to stay there? It's the latter. There is no team in baseball with more pressure on it to win in the first half than the Los Angeles Angels. They need to have a strong first half to even justify keeping Otani past the trade deadline, let alone signing him to a long-term deal. If they are 500 or, or below, around the middle part of the year, uh, it's going to be a real challenge for them to justify taking this all the way to the offseason and, and taking their chances to sign Otani then when they would have never been able to demonstrate on a consistent basis their ability to, to win, uh, as, uh, on a postseason level at least. And when you think about Otani, at the end of the year, he's going to be able to take his pick of wherever he wants to play, whatever large market team, whatever competitive team, whatever World Series team he wants to play for, everybody in the world will make room for him. Because let's think about the positions that he plays, DH and starting pitcher. No one has five starters better than him, and no one has a DH who's better than what he can do on the offensive side. So he is a fit for everyone in a way that that Machado – may not be uh, with certain teams that already have a third baseman in place or a, or a, a depth of infielders. There's no such thing as a depth of starters like Otani. No one has that. Zero teams have that. So everybody wants him, and he will look at the situation with the Angels if you, if you assume and sort of follow along with this, with this scenario in which they're not competitive. Why would he resign? He can take his pick and sign for half a billion dollars anywhere that he wants to go. And so uh, the Angels face extraordinary pressure to, to show him in the early stages of the season that they can find a way to compete. Maybe, maybe he still re-signs with them, but the only way that I see him re-signing with the Angels is if he believes that that, that that is one of the top five teams in the sport entering next season because I do believe he wants to win and he's going to have so many high offers he doesn't have to sign anywhere but a team that has a legitimate chance to win the World Series in 2024. See, JP, I don't know that it's, it's a matter of if with Otani, but it's just when. Because when you're talking about free agency and wanting to get there, he, he knows that, listen, the Angels will try to give, we'll give you as much money as you want, right? We want you to stay. You're our star. When you're talking about free agency the way they are, hey, he's earned that right, 
they've already basically said, listen, we're going. It's just a matter of if the Angels are competitive, maybe they keep him past the deadline, right? Maybe they keep past the deadline, and then he leaves in the offseason. And if not, they'll trade him by the deadline just to make sure they get something for him. So right. I don't look at it as if. I think it's just when. It's either at the deadline or it's, or it's a little bit less than, than, than five seconds after the season ends where teams start getting ready and, and, and getting ready to clear the decks for Otani. Right. Well, and I think, too, I'll say this. Like, he might, he, there's probably a scenario, and I want to respect the Angels here. There's probably a scenario where he would get to free agency and, and ultimately stay with the Angels if by then they have the high offer and if by then they've proven him that they can win. Those are two pretty significant ifs, but that's within the realm of possibility. Now that he's this close to free agency, I would agree with you that I see no scenario in which on some random day in June we all wake up to the news that Otani has signed a 10-year, $500 million extension with, with the Angels. I, I just don't think that's going to happen. I, I really don't. Because he's so close to the pot of gold uh, this, this offseason that why not play it out? Now, now, the one thing that I would say that we have to keep in mind, and, and this is I think with fully acknowledging the historic level of performance that he's had in the last couple seasons, he's also one one muscle strain away from profound uncertainty here because this delicate balance that he has of being an elite pitcher and elite hitter lasts only as long as his peak health does. And I think we all understand that every every elbow and every arm of every pitcher uh, has an expiration date. And so this, this won't necessarily last forever. And I think that's, that's kind of the riddle here as to what, what they'll do and, and how they'll manage his innings and how he will manage himself, his own workload, because he now has to realize that every, every start carries inherent risk when you're talking about a payday of half a billion dollars potentially at the end of the season. So this is one of the higher stakes years for both player and club that we have ever witnessed in the history of Major League Baseball. Just the way you lay that all out, i got to get down to Anaheim a couple times to make sure I get my Otani pillows, right. shirts, and, and jackets, and everything sure. else they're going to give me. Right, <laughs> and, that, and that's where I, I'm a big believer, guys, that in sports, when we're around legitimate greatness and people who are doing things that have never been done before, whether it was Aaron Judge last year in the home run chase, you know, so many things had to line up for him last year. He sets the American League record on the, on the penultimate day of the season. I was fortunate enough to be there covering it for MLB Network. we got to remember that we're watching the greats to ever do it and, and to never take it for granted because this stuff does not go on forever. Right. And uh, I, I do think that why we love sports, why we love talking about sports, whatever the sport happens to be, you know, don't, don't just assume that, oh, we'll have 15 years to be able to watch Mahomes do what he does. We all hope that's the case, but go out and buy a ticket and watch him play. And I think that's that's how I look at what we're seeing right now with with the likes of Judge and Otani. Well, let me stay on, up the five here and take us to the fun and exciting world uh, of the the Los Angeles Dodgers. Or I guess I, I could just take the one ten or, or one of those. But the the idea being that uh, you've got a lot of change. With the Dodgers, Kershaw is your fixture, but no more Justin Turner. Some of the familiar faces right. are gone. San Diego spending an extraordinary amount of money to fight with them. Uh, what what are we expecting here for Dave Roberts' squad here? Because uh, I don't I don't hear the same uh, hype and bandwagon effect that we have for the last decade. 
Great question. Still an excellent team. And, and I would say that, that if it's actually kind of a curious point to me if you look at it and say who is truly the favorite to win the National League West in, in 2023. Because you could argue that, that there have been certainly some changes, yes, with the Dodgers. They've lost Trey Turner, which is a huge loss for them. They also won the division last year by, oh, I'm checking the math here, 22 games, okay? <laughs> but <laughs> they they're coming. The they're in the rear view. By 22 <laughs> games. Okay, that is a lot. That is a lot of games. Okay, and so while I agree and, and acknowledge that the Padres plus, so the Padres plus Bogarts and plus Tatis whenever he comes back, and the Dodgers minus Trey Turner. Okay, that that's pretty significant. That closes the gap. But twenty-two games is a lot of games, and uh, I'll be really curious to see how things play out. Of course, the Dodgers still banking on Kershaw giving them maybe 170 high-caliber innings. They don't have Walker Buehler. They do have Julio Urias, who now has to be, I think, the Dodgers' ace in full. There's, there certainly is a shift in the balance of power, but the narrative that the Dodgers are all of a sudden this, you know, this like near-retirement-age team, uh, I just don't buy it. I mean, their farm system is too good. They've got some young players that are coming in. I think they, they can really bank on Gavin Lux being a, a legitimate frontline player. Again, to your point, there's no Trey Turner, there's no Justin Turner. It's a, it's a different era for the Dodgers. They don't have Walker Buehler. The number of players on their, on their team that you see every day and, and say, oh, yeah, I remember when that guy won the World Series with them in 2020, there aren't as many. In fact, there the Boston Red Sox now include Kenley Jansen, Justin Turner, and Kike Hernandez. It's like the Dodgers alumni team over there at Fenway Park. <laughs> so uh, it's a different team. But uh, to me, if 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 there are fans that are going to say, "Well, it's it's clearly the Padres' choice," I I I don't think that that's the case right now. I think it's a very very close race between the Dodgers and the Padres, and and the Dodgers have more young talent than you realize probably and it's just been that that talent has been kept out of triple a for a couple of years and whether it's vargas and others they're now ready to come up and make an impact to the major league level he's on twitter at john morosi that is at john morosi mlb network fox sports radio baseball insider extraordinaire jp as always buddy thank you for your time my friend we'll talk to you soon my pleasure. I, I fear that I did not mention enough about the Mets during the course of this conversation, Jason. I hope we can still be friends, and I hope we can still talk uh, next week about where things stand, okay? Yeah, yeah. When, when the Mets buy Otani next week, we'll call you right back. We'll, 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 get, we'll get you <laughs> right back. Find a way to do it. <laughs> yeah, uh, nice, one, $1 billion. Can I yeah. just put $1 billion <laughs> out there? Uh, the old cash transaction, I wouldn't put it past Steve Cohen. I was going to say, JP, don't, don't rule that out of existence. <laughs> Take it easy, JP. <laughs> it is true, uh, he, though. No, it is. Cohen but, would know, do it. Listen, and and that's and that's the big sea change that teams have had in the offseason, especially the Dodgers, right? Because now with this the the push last year, the Mets spent all kinds of money and they won. Uh, you know, they they won. They got into the playoffs, but they got knocked out. The Dodgers, who spent all kinds of money, won. They get knocked out, and we have two teams in the NLCS that didn't even win ninety games, and the Phillies and the Padres. For the Dodgers, it's it's more of a break uh, that, that in, in in the spending, just like a pause, than it is for a lot of other teams who are who are going to say, "All right, now we just watch teams spend an inordinate amount of money and not make it as far as they should." 
do we need to spend that kind of money or should our focus be on let's just be good enough when the season starts and we'll make whatever adjustments we need to do during the season or at the deadline. We can make a trade for a player. It doesn't always need to be a Juan Soto type transaction where we're bringing an absolute superstar, but we'll make the necessary moves and maybe we'll spend at the deadline to get somebody because that's kind of where the Dodgers are at, right? Look, they spent all kinds of money last year and look what happened, right? They won the, the NL West by 22 games and they didn't even make the NLCS. So what did they do this year? They waved goodbye to a lot of guys. There was no big, splashy signings. It was, hey, we feel pretty. They did bring in Noah Syndergaard. They did bring in four. His 82-mile-an-hour fastball is going to be fantastic at Chavez Ravine. Well, I mean, you you. remember him throwing it uh, much harder. So perhaps he can dazzle you and baffle you a little bit. Yeah, no. No, listen, we'll be seeing games with Chavez Ravine going, wow, I can actually see the ball leaving his hand. And it's still waiting. And... Ball one. So this is where the Dodgers are at right now. Okay, were the players out there to go out and get this offseason? Because that's normally what they do. We're going to push. We're going to reload. We're going to bring a star in. We're going to overturn the roster a tiny little bit to bring in a couple of big players. And we have a couple of young players who want to see how how they respond. Those players weren't there. They were, or they weren't there where they wanted to spend money this offseason. They let Trey Turner go, and, and, and now it's, well, we, we got holes. Hopefully Gavin Lux can fill part of that in the lineup. But that's kind of what, what the Dodgers are doing. It's a pause. and Okay, maybe after this year, it's we're going all in. It's half a billion dollars on Shohei Otani for the next 10 years. 10 years and $500 million, whatever it's going to be. But other teams are looking at it say, yeah, we're not going to spend now, and I don't know when we're going to spend. Because we, well, because I don't know that it's worth it. We just have to get into the playoffs. We just have to be good enough to be able to make those moves in the middle of the season that don't involve, hey, here's five guys at, at, at $300 million. That's why so many teams hate what Steve Cohen's doing because it goes against the way they want to go with baseball. We don't have that kind of money. So, okay, if it comes back to the pack a little bit for us, that's great. And that's why going with the, outs, the outlier saying, I'll spend all this money, I'll spend all this cash, people are going insane about it. Yeah, it is a little bit just about the Mets in general. I mean, it, it, and and you uh, getting all chesty on the airwaves. Uh, so there'll be a lot of hate watching from uh, the West Coast uh, as to what they've done. But, yeah, it, it does change the, the paradigm. It does change how you go about business, right? We talked about it in the NBA when Mark Cuban came in and started re- refurbishing all of the amenities, you know, to account for the fact that guys were running around at 6'10 and 7 feet. Hey, you need bigger chairs. You're not five five, right? <laughs> All of those kind of things. That it just changes the way you have to do business. And for ownership in any sport, as soon as someone changes it, particularly when the wallet is open, that's the worst thing in the world. Because how many of them claim they lose money every year? Oh, they are, oh I got no money. I got no money. Look, so I'm, I'm Cohen is the my worst. Pants, thing, their worst it. nightmare. Here come my pockets are open. Look, I got no money. Right, but the Mets and the Dodgers are their worst nightmare because the Dodgers can decide to be in at any time, and clearly Cohen is saying, I'm open for business (laughs) 24-7. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike. It's Swollen Dome. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon in for Dan and the Danettes today. Intelligence runs in the family. Innovation runs in the family, too. Extraordinary runs in the family. The 2023 Mercedes-Benz range of SUVs. Every member is waiting to impress. Learn more at MBUSA.com. That's MBUSA.com. Well, coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. Hmm, I don't think Dak Prescott is really happy with what's been going on the last couple of days. Oh, do we have a Dak Prescott hot take coming your way next? Right here from the Tyrac.com studios, this is Fox Sports Radio. 
Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Paulie Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. As you all know, we're the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show. Numero uno. Yeah, and we know why millions of people tune in every week. Yeah. They want to hear us talk sports, not our idiot guests who think they know more about sports than we do. Yeah, listen to these dummies. You don't know crap about sports. Nothing. Uh, you don't know nothing uh, about football. This is the worst thing Wait. I've ever He's still on the line. Get off the show. Off the show. You don't know basketball. If you want to hear how sports talk should be done, yeah. listen to the Polly and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show, Jason Smith, and my best friend Mike Harmon in for Dan and the Danettes today. Still overpaying for a razor in this economy? Gross. With Dollar Shave Club, you can get a top-shelf shave at a regular shelf price. Dollar Shave Club is available at a store near you in the men's razor aisle. That's it. That's the ad. Um... There's a lot of quarterback craziness going on. In a oh, few yeah. minutes, we'll, we'll, get, we'll, 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 we'll go into the darkness to try to find Aaron Rodgers. But something really crazy has been going on the last couple of days in Dallas. And I'm telling you this. The Cowboys are getting set to Jordan Love, Dak Prescott. And Dak is in a 
prove-it year or they're going to move on from him, right? The last two days, what have you seen? Uh, Cowboys have been linked to C.J. Stroud and Hendon Hooker, right? They've been intrigued by C.J. Stroud. They spent a lot of time talking to Hendon Hooker in the draft process. Now, does this mean they're going to get both of these quarterbacks? C.J. Stroud, probably not. I mean, the guy's going number two overall. The Cowboys aren't going to spend all they need to in, in draft capital to get all the way up to number two to get C.J. Stroud. Hendon Hooker? little bit more possibility. This is a guy that could have been a Heisman Trophy winner last year if he didn't get hurt. Uh, he's coming off the injury. Normally would have been maybe a top 10, top 12 pick, but because of that, maybe he's end of the first round, early part of the second round guy. But it doesn't matter. Two days, two stories, this early in the offseason – this is a message to Dak Prescott. Whatever love that the Cowboys had for him, that was really just not not born by anything more than we drafted Dak, so we want to give him money, right? They've always valued Dak Prescott way more than any other team. That's because that's what Jerry Jones does. Look, I found Dak Prescott. I want to pay him money. It's so backwards, but that's what they do. Whatever, whatever goodwill they had in that unadulterated love, 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 friend, that's gone after the playoff game. After the playoff game and Dak's turnovers, there was a change. Now it's, okay, you know what? Dak's got to prove it or we're moving on. And it's not going to be this year because he's got an insane dead cap hit. He does have a no-trade clause, but no-trade clauses don't mean anything if a team wants to move you. You don't want to play for a team that doesn't want you. So your no-trade clause, yeah, you'll waive it to go to a certain team. So, so that doesn't matter. But in an era when where we're talking about Aaron Rodgers getting traded with a big dead cap hit, certainly you can make the maneuvers needed if you want to trade Dak Prescott. And this is what the Cowboys are doing. They're going to Jordan love him in the offseason. They're going to bring in a quarterback somewhat early in the draft. That's a message saying, okay, it's put up or shut up for you this year. And, and if we get the put up by Dak Prescott, then the Cowboys pat themselves on the back and go, hey, the Packers strategy worked, right? Because, hey, they drafted Jordan Love. Aaron Rodgers won two NFL MVPs. If that's the way it works and Dak steps up, awesome. He's hit that next level. But now a little bit of pressure on him is where they're going. And if he doesn't come through, it's going to be we're going to look for a new quarterback. The money we're paying Dak Prescott is not worth what we're getting. We like Hendon Hooker. We like whoever we wind up getting in the draft. And there will be a market for Dak. Dak Prescott, someone will want him and think, okay, he's, he's a better version of Derek Carr, and Carr's going to go someplace and get paid this offseason. So it all works. The Cowboys are going to wind up Jordan loving him in the offseason, and he's got this year to prove it, or next year it's going to be, we're moving on. Yeah, I mean, we've certainly seen uh, a little bit of a change in stance, Jerry Jones publicly, uh, of how much support Dak gets. Because remember, one of the big criticisms of Jerry over these last couple of decades and notice I say decades, uh, is that he does tend to, to let things linger even if it doesn't seem to be going from B to C, right? A to B has been great. All right, this guy's got us on a roll. Uh, and then you stay there. We watched it with with Jason Garrett. We watched it with Tony Romo, the player, not Tony Romo, the broadcaster. Because, I mean, now we're talking about a regression uh, and a lot of uh, looking to Jim Nance for guidance. Jim, 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 Jim. Hey, Jim, Jim. Did you see what's that? Jim, you see what's going on? Jim, 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 Jim. Oh, I miss, I miss Tony Romo. Yeah, I miss that he hasn't been doing anything how, the last few weeks. See how quickly that happened. I mean, and he did the Pebble Beach pro am and played and all that fun stuff. And you had Jim, that. did you see that shot I made? Jim, Jim, Jim. That shot was huge. Jim, that I just made. And that you had that cool. It was huge. Caddyshack commercial. <laughs> so you, you had a little bit of him there. Uh, but Jones saying that he's committed to drafting a quarterback. And look, one thing that we've been consistent on, uh, you always had your theory of a hey, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round. 
I'm just drafting quarterbacks, and you can have an open competition. I mean, isn't that the best idea, just though? fight it out. But Rounds I, four through seven, drafting a quarterback in every round and bringing them in every year. You get drafting four quarterbacks every year. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's, it's a great idea. I should be a GM. But just for me, it's always been a question of we play the waiting game with veteran quarterbacks, and then there's never a succession plan, or you abandon it. You know, Brady, Garoppolo, which was fine, right? It, it worked, and then... He, Brady leaves, and, and then you have to go to plan C, uh, maybe which includes bringing Garoppolo back at some point. But you, you look at what the Steelers did with Roethlisberger, there was nobody in waiting. Yeah, they drafted guys, but they didn't draft a guy. And with the Chargers, you had Phillip Rivers. And until he started throwing underarm, they, there really was no succession plan there. Right? I mean, but it, it lingered into year 14, 15, 16. I said with the Packers at the time, and I stand by it, when they drafted Jordan Love as much as everybody hated it with Aaron Rodgers, when the, he got hurt, they had a really good team, and that season went to hell quickly. You can't let that happen. Your windows are too small. Likewise here with Dallas. They've got other things they need to address. You need to re-up some of the defense. You've got to go and shore up that receiving core. You see a lot of trade whispers for guys, including uh, one with the surname of Diggs, which is interesting. But you need to have another plan at quarterback and, and be ready if this doesn't work. Not to mention, if you can get out from under that prohibitive cap number and start spreading money around again, yeah, Dak's a guy. 23 and 15 ain't getting it done. No, he, he, look, he's been overvalued for – and that's Dallas's fault. I mean, that's their own – it's their own fault, right? Because everybody – hey, you know, Dak is just kind of okay. He's had a, he had a couple of really good years, but he kind of is comparable to Derek Carr with what he's yeah. done. A couple of really good years, and everything else has been just kind of average and maybe a little bit above. And they finally have seen that. Man, he really held us back. The, the loss in the playoffs changed everything for Dak Prescott and the Cowboys and the direction of the organization. Now we're putting pressure on. We've given him the gig and told him, it's yours, it's yours, we love you. We haven't seen anything. So now it's time to put pressure on you and see if you respond that way. And that's what the Cowboys are doing. And, and I, I, I completely get it. You have you got to do something, right? I mean, it's, nothing's going to happen this year, but this is like the clock is now ticking for Dak Prescott. And if it, it, in a year from now, it's going to be, Hey, would you trade for Dak? All the topics every day. Would you trade for Dak Prescott? Is money worth it? Dak, would you want Dak? Do you want Dak? That's the way it's going to be. Twitter at How About a Fresca Mike at Swollen Dome. Coming up next, we go into the darkness and find out when we're going to find out about Aaron Rodgers. Fox. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Greetings. Welcome inside Hour 2 of the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith and my best friend Mike Harmon in for Dan and the Danettes today. We got Jason Cole, Pro Football Hall of Fame. Sorry, Pro Football Hall of Very Good Hall of Voter. Very Good. Very Hall good. of Very Good Voter very joining good. us coming up in 20 minutes. Maybe he thinks, maybe, you know what, he's a perfect guy to talk to because since he is a Hall of Fame voter, he can tell us if Derek Carr can be a first ballot Hall of Famer with the Jets like the Jets told him uh, in their visit this weekend. Yeah, I think his criterion might even be <laughs> harder and, and more harsh than yours. I just win a couple of Super Bowls. Yeah, that's all. That's Seems like an easy path. The obvious answer to that is plunk it. I know it's a different time space and everything else and how we value uh and love our quarterback play but 
Man, I tell you, it it is that is one of the greatest yarns. You thought we were going to have nothing this week of the off season. All right, Super Bowls in the rear view. Everybody's on vacation uh, in the league. Nah, not so fast. Hold my beer, say the Jets. So we got that coming up in a bit, but before we get to Aaron Rodgers, uh, you probably heard the update from Nick Cope right there a few seconds ago. Uh, this was late breaking news last night regarding Brock Purdy. He was supposed to have surgery today for his torn UCL, and then he would go through the offseason, it would be repaired, he would come back, and the Niners would have to figure out their quarterback situation. Well, now it's been delayed because the swelling in his arm has not gone down enough to have surgery. So they're going to reconvene sometime in early March and figure out if they can schedule the surgery then. So now we're, we're pushing it ahead maybe at least another, maybe another month until he can have surgery. This means in a best-case scenario, he is back on the football field throwing a football at the end of August. And who knows what kind of uh, condition his arm is going to be in. Will it be a a quick ramp-up and he's good? Is it going to be a slow ramp-up? This means that Trey Lance is a starting quarterback for the 49ers beginning of the season. Nothing is happening to stop that from occurring. Yes, he's coming back from an injury as well, but he's going to be cleared for OTAs. He'll get, the, the, he'll get all the reps over the course of the offseason, and the Niners need to see him play. They need to, or they need to give him at least another preseason and regular season of seeing what he has because, look, they still haven't seen a lot. The guy's going to go four. People are going to go to college and graduate without seeing Trey Lance play more than a handful of snaps in the National Football League. So they know they need to see him play. This makes that a reality. And he's going to be the number one guy. The Niners will probably bring in somebody else to be the backup to to get reps because Purdy's not going to be able to get on the field for a bit. But that's how it's going to go. And Lance will be the quarterback, and he'll start, and there will be a really short leash because the memory of what Brock Purdy did this season is is too fresh, and maybe he's the next Brady. And and the, the desire to see him back on the field will overwhelm things. So the good news for Trey Lance is he'll be the starting quarterback, but how long does he hold on to it? If he has two bad games to start the season. Uh, it's going to be Brock Purdy time. Hey, Purdy's ready. He's ready. He's healthy. He's ready to go. We're going to Brock Purdy. That's kind of how it goes. But all this drama we thought we'd get in the offseason with the Niners at the center of it, with what are they going to do? Are they going to trade Trey Lance? What's going to happen? Is Brock Purdy going to be the guy? That's kind of out the window now because Purdy can't throw a football till the end of August. Well, still drama. Just uh, it shifts. And now it's all on every rep, every pass attempt, every failed pass attempt, every pass to air that would have been picked off. You know, all those things we do now with quarterbacks will be amplified to the 100th degree with Trey Lance in this scenario. Uh, coming back off his own injuries, so there, there's already that. And we watched with the, the 49ers. And you don't say it's luck because you were prepared and you, you brought in a guy that had a good college pedigree in Purdy, and he was ready for prime time when, when, the, when duty called, and that's great. Uh, but you're, now you're looking at does lightning strike Twice. Is he going to be ready and coming off this injury? The fact that you're delaying things another couple of weeks, maybe another month minimum, eh, leaves me a, a, a little unnerved. Uh, and maybe you have to start looking and seeing, all right, is it another young guy in the draft? Is it someone that gets cast off? Or is it uh, a veteran that you just want a guy who will keep the line steady for what is a pretty stacked roster? Because if you look at all your preseason predictions, awful lot of 49ers on the board in terms of representation for the big game in Las Vegas. So curiosity, but for Trey Lance, yeah, the the microscope is there. And as I've always said, it's a sunk cost. I know you want to see what he is, but 
Uh, that's those are draft picks and those are considerations that are long in the rear view. You're playing for 2023, so you can't be caught up in nostalgia uh, and your own sense of did I get outsmarted? Boy, remember remember that day we traded up for Trey Lance? Ah, that was some day. I sat on the porch drinking lemonade. It was a wonderful day for us, but hey, those days are gone. We're in a new era now. Well, but how much of the analysis of the past years? Like, well, you have to see what he is. Like, no, you don't. You haven't been on the field. You had another guy that was winning. If Brock Purdy was healthy, and that's a big if. You don't know what would happen in that game. You don't know how this would have proceeded. And going into the offseason, yeah, Trey Lance could have been traded. Remember when he did the thumbs up or the the wide eyes, I think, was the actual emoji uh, when Rand Carthen went down to Tennessee? I mean, there's there's stuff there. You, you start adding to that. Guys know what social media, little hijinks like that do. And, and to say, oh, I was just trying to get a rise out of people, that doesn't work in 2023. It has meaning. It has gravitas because we said so. Uh, Twitter at how about a fresca Mike at Swollen Dome again uh, that just in uh, last night the postponement for Brock Purdy surgery and look it's August at best for him so if, if he's back healthy in August okay that's the pressure is on Trey Lance then from week one but maybe it's not till September or the end of September, which means Trey Lance has six, seven, eight weeks yeah. to be able to get it going. But it's 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 not is he going? To, who's going to win the job? And is anybody going to get traded? It's Trey Lance is the guy. Like that, that's a no, this a, is a big change in the off season for the NFL because of that news with Brock Purdy that came in last night. Well, and you know me, I love to tie all things together. We were talking about David Carr being the great hype man for his brother. I mean, we saw several promos from the great Paul Heyman about Brock. Purdy. I don't get those if he's not available. (laughs) Heyman's got to go find someone else to champion and be chief counsel to. (laughs) So with that now, a a storyline that's taken off the board. All eyes. They've never really left. Well, I I can't say. Can can you have eyes on something that is in a darkness retreat? Like, can we still have eyes on Aaron Rodgers? We're still watching a cabin. Maybe it's the Guatemalan hermitage retreat that I've been researching as something maybe for a, a group experience for us to really immerse ourselves in this world? Dude, if I want a darkness retreat, I'll turn the lights off. Of my I'm not going to spend money on a plane. It, it's expensive to fly to Guatemala, buddy. I'm, I'm going to stay here and turn But it's the an off. unparalleled experience in, it's, in, in it's intense not, seclusion. It's not the practitioners deprived of all light and sensory not, distractions thus plunges into a deep witnessing awareness of the mind and eventually experiences the perception of the inner light of pure consciousness. Come on, man. Yeah, this goes I, down to the, the monks and lamas in Tibet all the way through. Sure, but I can get that same thing by saying, hey, go into your bedroom, lay down on your bed, turn the lights off, close the shades. Boom, darkness retreat. Three days, 800 bucks, and a trip to Guatemala. Yeah, you know how much it cost Priceless. me to go do that? Zero dollars. It cost me to walk across from one part of my house to the other. Well, what's more exciting? <laughs> have you have you set it up as a, a proper <laughs> meditative and contemplative space? Probably not. You yeah, probably but, have Jets memorabilia all over the wall, which is going to cloud your judgment because you're looking into a given space and going, there's my Gastonaut poster. There's Hall of Famer Joe Klecko right next to him. <laughs> Look at that. Look at it. But come on, man. Aaron Rodgers is the guy who he's the celebrity who whenever there's a new fad or a new trend, he's the early adopter of it to make him look like I'm really cool and irrelevant. Oh, I'm going to go on a darkness retreat. It's like. What? And I'm sure he thought that sounded really cool and it was going to be the, the, the off-season thing for him to go, ah, oh, here's how people are going. I'm going to blow people's minds. I'm going to go on a darkness retreat. And meanwhile, it's had the exact opposite effect where teams are going, uh, wait, when we want a decision from this guy, he's got to go on a darkness retreat? What are we doing here? 
what are we doing here? Because I agree with 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 the with the impact that it this is this is not helping him. It just make, makes him look like, hey, you know what I heard? If you drink water straight off a glacier, it's going to put stuff in your body that's going to make you live until you're 150 years old. I mean, that's that's Aaron Rodgers. Oh, you know what I heard? I heard this. Hey, I heard the snake oil is really good. Hey, you know that can that, that can really solve all your problems. That's who Aaron Rodgers is. And now everybody, it's, we're still waiting for him to come out of this darkness retreat. I can't believe he didn't come out of the dark retreat a day ago, like Groundhog's Day. I'm coming out, I'm talking to Pat McAfee, and I'm saying I'm playing. But he's still in the, I mean, I don't know. It was the end of last week. It was a four-day retreat. Here we are, and it's Wednesday, and we have not heard from him. I mean, maybe he's sleeping. That's what I'd be doing in a darkness retreat because the lights are off. I mean, what else are you going to do? But, I mean, we're, we're still waiting now for him to come out, and the more time that goes on, the, the less the less desire there's going to be for teams to say, yeah, I want to go all in on Aaron Rodgers because he came out of his darkness retreat and we're ready to go. Do you think about that for a second, that a team is at, teams are actually having meetings now, like the Jets are actually having meetings right now, and they're saying, okay, so where do we sit with Derek Carr? Hey, everything is where it was. He loved to visit with us. I followed up with his people. Uh, I followed up with David Carr. He's happy. They're going to take a little bit of time. They want the, What teams do we have to worry about? Well, the Saints, if they want to get back interested, I'm, I'm hearing a another team, but I don't know. Okay, what about Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, so the darkness retreat, I think, is still going on. I don't know. Um, I haven't heard. Hang on, where's my... Pa- uh, yeah, no, the darkness retreat. Did, uh, uh, Bernice, do we have that it was what, Thursday or Friday that he... What, what day was that darkness retreat? I mean, really, our NFL teams, they're having this kind of conversation when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but here's the thing. That's not even on the medal stand. <laughs> One, does he want to play football? Beyond his, how much money he's going to make, right? Because those are two separate questions under one line item. You've got the arm strength and buy-in. We watched it last year with the young receivers with his walking the earth. And this has nothing to do with darkness retreats. It's just that. Uh, three, he's going to be 40 years old. We've got very few circumstances where guys that were 40-plus continued to play at an elite level. And I know we've changed the meaning of the word elite. It's kind of like words in the dictionary. It's like, well, that, that doesn't really mean that. It's like, it does now. Enough people misused it. Same thing with elite uh, when it comes to our professional athletes. How many elite quarterbacks are there? 17. It's like, how's that possible? It's like, it's just the way the world, world works in 2023. But the, the 40-year-old thing also applies. So add all that together. And then you start getting into the darkness retreat and anything that you would categorize as, quote, unquote, weird. Look, and you hit why when he comes out of this, retirement's not going to be an option. Okay, because clearly he still loves being the center of attention. Sure, right? that, that's no, why everybody's waiting. It's got to be about reti- him. When you retire from the NFL, no one's going to care if you go on a darkness retreat for whatever you need to do. But he has he has found a way in the last two years to grab the news cycle and never let it go. I, I don't think for a second he thought his popularity would rise the way it, it, it did. But it did. After he said, I might want out of Green Bay, suddenly that was the storyline. And we've been on that for two years now and he has seen that whatever he does gains attention so he can go on and he can talk about conspiracy theories and he can go on vacation and show everybody this is what I'm doing who am I dating what's going on he loves that he loves that part of it and when you don't play football anymore less people are interested right Brady Tom Brady is an icon and what he does in his retirement now we're always going to pay attention to right still his him and Giselle Bunchen are making page six in the New York Post and they're on the internet every day here's Giselle Bunchen 
leading her, living her best life. Here's Tom Brady with the kids. Like, Brady is an icon, and Aaron Rodgers is dying to be that kind of guy. But Rodgers is someone who is only that interesting because he's playing. And when he stops playing, it doesn't happen for him. So is he really going to retire? Look how much he loves the attention. He loves he, – he hated going on Pat McAfee's show last week that people were upset that they didn't know when the darkness retreat was going to happen, right? Remember when he said, hey, and people are asking, hey, the darkness retreat was always scheduled for the end of this week. Like, dude, come on, man. You're upset that people don't know when your darkness retreat is. You're somebody who can't go five seconds – without loving the media and the attention. So there's no way he comes out and says that's it. It's going to be a joint statement with him. In the, when he does emerge, it'll be a joint statement with him and the Packers saying it, we figure both sides, it's best for us to move on, and then the big offseason push for Aaron Rodgers can happen. That's how it's going to go. But, yeah, retirement, yeah, I do not see that for him. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike gets Swollen Dome. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon in for Dan and the Danettes today. Uh, coming up next, hey, we'll, we'll have a little bit more on Aaron Rodgers. What about Lamar Jackson? Is he going to wind up getting traded as well? Will he usurp Aaron Rodgers as being the big name we talk about this offseason? Yes, the first ballot pro football Hall of Fame case for Derek Carr. All that and more. Keep it right here. This is Fox Sports Radio. Time for new tires? Trust the experts at TireRack.com. They've been crushing it for over 40 years. They got the experience, knowledge, and passion to assist every driver. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. Tell them what you drive. Try their easy-to-use tire decision guide, answer a few questions, and you'll get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. They've got the full line of hand-cooked tires, test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Free two-year road hazard protection, nails, screws, potholes, covered. Shipped fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. Or skip the waiting room. In many areas, they offer mobile tire installation. A tire rack technician will bring new tires to your home or office and install them on site. How cool is that? The ultimate convenience that is a game changer. I'm telling you, go to TireRack.com slash Dan and see for yourself. That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find. That's not just a household item. Wow, you know I mean? thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. 
Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith, my best friend Mike Harmon, in for Dan and the Danettes today. They say good things come to those who wait. The Mercedes-Benz SUV family proves otherwise. It takes no time at all to set up a test drive at your local Mercedes-Benz dealer. Learn more at MBUSA.com. That's MBUSA.com. Well, we have the darkness retreat for Aaron Rodgers. We have the ESPN report that the Jets told Derek Carr that if he comes to New York and wins, he will be a first ballot pro football Hall of Famer. Well, there is no better person to talk to right now than a pro football Hall of Famer. Well, actually, Hall of Very Good Voter. Uh, Hall of Very Good Voter. You can check him out on OutKick. Longtime NFL insider. It is Jason Cole. Jay Cole, what's happening, buddy? They allow you guys on during the day. Yeah, here we are. Like, like before, before darkness comes. Like, yes. Do, we, do we, they understand what this show is about? Yeah, we have our own darkness retreat, and then we come out and we do the show, and then we go back into the darkness yeah, retreat. Right. No, it's not a retreat. It's just There's... darkness. <laughs> I've been wandering the darkness low these many years, Cole. I've seen things. I, I, I know. I've been on the show. Um, <laughs> there's some moments we are in full retreat. Yes, that, that does happen. That will, that will occur. Yeah. For retreat, full darkness. We've got it all going. Um, uh, yeah, there's nothing quite as darkly funny, however, as the idea that Derek Carr will be a first ballot hall of famer, not just a hall of famer. I mean, not just a, a, not a just hall a, of famer, a, a first ballot hall of fame jet. Yeah, a guy that could be on the same level mm -hmm. of the newly installed levels of the Hall of Fame where his bust would be next to Deion Sanders. Yeah, see, you know, (laughs) it's funny. When I watched, yeah, that's that's a good one, too. When I watched um, Zach Thomas during that, you know, the the Hall of Fame knock on the door and he shows up and he breaks into tears, you know, I kind of welled up a little. You know, I covered almost the the guy's entire career. You know, played a little part in getting him in to the Hall of Fame by, you know, presenting him and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that third cowboy that you pushed in the door. I have, you have to make certain agreements. <laughs> um, okay, and so we do things for, for people. Uh, you know, I, I did well up a little bit. You know, I got a little verklempt. I had a tear in my eye when I heard of the Derek Carr report. <laughs> It was not, however, the same emotion. Let's just put it that way. Listen, he goes to the Jets. 
and well, the listen, Jets win. The Jets. Don't even don't even try the radio shtick thing. Okay? No, no, no. I'm t- dude. Hey, okay. Hey. It's just not the. Ra- don't do it, J- don't, dude. Do, don't go there. Don't grovel <laughs> to, was... to the world that the Jets will somehow make his career better. Okay. It's just not going to happen. Okay? First of all, the Raiders screwed it up already. The only thing that you can do worse than the Raiders in terms of screwing up somebody's career is the Jets. It's Here's really the, well. I mean, there's the Lions too, but you know, like they're at least on the upswing. Exactly. If you go to the Jets or the Lions and you win two Super Bowls as a quarterback, you're getting in the Hall of Fame because it's not like you went and won with the Steelers or the Cowboys. You're getting Super in the Hall Bowls of Fame. If you go to the Jets or the Lions, that's the problem. But you it was can it was upon any number of stars. There are not two Super Bowl victories in your future. That's They're irrelevant. That's paying, irrelevant. You are paying the price for the for winning the Super Bowl three. Okay, it's just that's it. That's all listen, you get. Listen, Derek Carr is going to the Hall of Fame. As a jet, and they're gonna they're gonna break the Joe Namath's bust, Hall and they're gonna Fame, put Derek yes. Carr's bust in instead of Joe Namath, and they're gonna excise him from the Hall of Fame and go here. And Derek Carr's gonna have a big sledgehammer. He's gonna break Joe Namath's bust. It's gonna fall to a million pieces, and here goes a Derek Carr bust right there. Is he spitting? Are you spitting right now? <laughs> it's exciting. Like, is this like a spit take? Like, are you really just like? lathering up and the foam is coming out right now as you try to sell this idea to the oh public. yeah and his hall of fame speech will be with a new york accent it's going to be the best it's going to be the best actually it should be something of a jersey accent it should be it should be like jersey shore that's what it's because because most jets fans are jersey shore <laughs> Hey, you know when I showed up here, people didn't think we could win. Hey, I blank you. Hey, blank you, Samini. You didn't think we could win. Hey, yo. Yeah. Hey, we won the Super Bowl. Samini, hey. Suck <laughs> on this, Samini, hey. No, but Samini, legitimately. 30, 30 years. You've been covering 30 years, Samini. 30 years. You ain't never seen something like me. Nothing, Samini. Nothing like me. Did they have Nothing to draw? Nothing at all, Samini. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, Samini. Me, baby, Derek Carr. That was really well done. Someone's like getting a character. DM. Someone's getting a DM from Rich Samini, and it's not me. It's it's gonna it's gonna be him. Okay. Yeah, but think Poor about Rich. that in that Poor Jets Rich. room. Rich is such a nice guy. Rich is like the nicest reporter in the NFL, and we just we just brought him in. This collective idiocy. Hey man, it's a long-running, successful level of idiocy. And you got to admit, Jason Cole, it's become the Hall of Very Good, so that lowers the standard for Derek Carr to get in. He just has to be very good. I'm not sure Derek Carr is going to get in the Fresno State Hall of Fame right now. Okay. But in that Jets room, I take who, I take it back. He, Derek Carr is a very fine player and deserves the Fresno State Hall of Fame. No question about that. Okay, I, but I take that. But back. the two parts of this: number one, who in the Jets organization? The problem is the Fresno State. The problem with the Fresno State Hall of Fame is it's in Fresno. Well, there's the Fresno County Hall of Fame. All right, <laughs> now, now the Fresno County Hall of Fame. David Carr is already in it, and so is Tom Seaver. So I think Derek. I think there's room for Derek Carr to get in. Another great New Yorker, right? Yeah, there you a go. I, I got all right here. Met to a Jet. Now you got baseball Hall of Fame. You got the, you got the Mets. You know, Jets. This next day, next. It's the next step. Stephen Baker that, is Samini? in. How about that? Take that, Samini. 
Trent Dilfer is in the Fresno Hall of Fame. All these guys, they're all in. Trent Dilfer is a wonderful human being who I love very much. He's great. Great guy. Stefan Page, Logan Mankins. Yes, of course, Derek Carr is getting in the Fresno Hall of Are Fame. Are you really actually, you really actually looked this up? Yes, there is you a really website, FresnoHallofFame.org. Fresno <laughs> yeah, no, I'm on it right now. I'm on it right now. You're Stefan Page. Yeah, Let's dude. Kansas, Kansas City Chiefs Ring of Honor, Stefan Page. He, he probably didn't even make that, did he? No, so, Jeff Tedford's um, yeah. in the Fresno there Hall of go. Fame. Look at these guys. Jeff Tedford, the only coach that uh, Aaron Rodgers actually respects. So you right. won't be. Okay. So you won't be presenting. So I have. To, I have to talk to some other Hall of Fame. I have to cultivate a ten-year relationship <laughs> with another Hall of Fame voter to get him to present Derek Carr when it's time for him to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Is that what you're telling me? Uh, pretty much. That's what I'm telling you right now. Unless he does win the two Super Bowls, you better, then. <laughs> you, better you better work with with Bob Glober. Go, go start working. Gary Myers, Myers and Glober, take those guys. Go, go get start them. sending them the uh, sandwich right. coupon, yeah. Smith. Uh, uh, they, they, yeah, except that they expire in like two days. By the time you get them in the mail, like, the sandwich coupons <laughs> expire. That's how Jason Smith works. Yeah. Nicely uh, done. Um, hey, I've been looking into a Guatemalan <laughs> darkness retreat. Uh, to try to experience what Aaron Rodgers does uh, as the holding pattern for the quarterbacks all goes through. You, what, what, do you, what do you make of this as, as we move forward? How long does this hold out before we actually get decisions on these guys? Uh, I, you know, I, I'd like to find some silly – the whole thing is just idiocy again. Um, Aaron Rodgers – he's not walking away from the 60 something million dollars he's going to get or whatever the total is. Right. He's going to play. They've got to come. He's got to make it seem like it's his decision that he wants to go as much as the Packers would, you know, look, the Packers would love to have him if he's willing to be a team guy again and sort of turn around his, his mantra. That's which is a great word for a guy who's in a darkness retreat. Um, if he's willing to, to flip that script and be a good team guy again, except that, you know, what you saw between him and LaFleur during games last year was complete disrespect. The eye roll over the strategy decisions, but, and, and the fact that they I think they believe that Jordan Love can actually play and that he's had enough time on the bench, um, which just by the way, may I say, is a really good lesson for anybody who takes Anthony Richardson in this draft, you better get him to a team that has a really good quarterback who he can sit behind for two or three years before he learns how to play. And that's on a serious note, because I, I, I think Anthony Richardson's an amazing athlete. He's not a quarterback yet. So that aside, if they can come to some kind of terms where it looks like Aaron Rodgers is the one calling the shots, they have a chance to make this trade happen. If he gets the hint that they want to move on, he is just about cynical enough to want to really stick it to him and stay for another year and <laughs> play mind games. <laughs> he really is. Like that, it, it, this is a whole twisted thing. Like it has gone from him being upset about what he felt like was his wasted career to him, like doing the Packer revenge tour. Like it just, you know, like, Oh, I'm going to take this out on you. Brian Gutekunst, let me make you as small as humanly possible. LaFleur, let me make you as small as humanly possible because I'm the quarterback and I can do anything. That's how 
Aaron Rodgers has been conducting this for a couple of years. Yeah, but would, wouldn't the Packers, if they want to move on, wouldn't they be okay with that? Hey, Aaron wanted out. That's it's it's more free publicity for them. Hey, we tried to keep Aaron. You see, obviously, he wanted to go. I I I don't see that being a big uh, deterrent in in the trade. Yeah, Aaron, you you want to say you want? Okay, great. We'll we'll go on from there. And and oh, absolutely. And that's how it's for for go. them, it's fine. For them, it's fine. What they can't allow to have happen, and there's been a headline, like a headline came out last week, that Packers would like to move on, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's that's um, like somebody farted in the car while you, while you were driving across country. <laughs> like, that didn't work to convince Aaron that he wants to go. Like, that's him being in, in the darkness retreat. And, you know, like, oh, who's in there here with me? What do I smell? That kind of thing. Like, it's a bad, it's a bad deal for the Packers when that kind of a headline comes out. And if he believes that that's what they want, like, they kind of have to grovel. They have to play a public per- perception of, we really want to have him back. We love you. We love you. Love you. That kind of thing. And as soon as they start to grovel and seem weak again, then he can punish them. Like, it's, it's like, this is such a mind game. It's ridiculous. Dan Patrick show here. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon in for the guys today on the hotline with us, joins us on our show. This, this, is, a one, this is a one shot deal for you guys, right? Like after they really listen to this show, like it's not going to happen. No, again, no, no. It? I could go back in the archives. We've done it a couple of times. Uh, we, ha- we haven't been kicked out permanently just yet. This is going to be your last time as a pro football hall. of very good voter. They're going to go. After, this guy after, after my appearance on this show, you guys are done, but that's okay. Yeah, so. Wait a minute. Jason Cole <laughs> w- said he won't present Derek Carr to the Hall of Fame. All right, he's out. No more voting for Jason Cole. <laughs> that's, a, that's a long path before that would have to happen. At Jason Cole 62, where you yeah. find him, read him on Outkick. All right, we got to go to the Cowboys because, you know, flirtations now and talking about the draft. We had the postseason comments from a, an angry Jerry Jones talking about the draft and being that being a priority. Uh, Dak on a short leash here in terms of his tenure with the Cowboys. I mean, I know that contract is prohibitive and all. Uh, uh, the, contract, the contract, they're sort, of, they're sort of stuck with that one for a while. The other thing is, you know, like that was Jerry and Steven's idea. So, like, they're, they're trapped by that contract. Um, yeah, look, Jerry can fuss and fume all that he wants and eventually fire another coach along the way. But, you know. It's always his fault. I mean, he's the one who constructed this team. I mean, look, it's it's the comedy of of the Cowboys, uh, where they 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 say, "Oh, things are going to change. Things are going to change," and yeah, we're going to bring in more cowboy bees, and you know, all those kinds of things that that Jerry Jones talks about, right? Cowboy bees during the day, nobody will get that. Um, no, no, and you'd be the surprised way. the number of folks that turned right around and got up with us this morning. <laughs> Loyal folks in our yeah, I, yeah I, I, actually, our I would be, I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked if anybody got up to listen to me. Um, but yeah, like Jerry fumes. It's the same thing every year. Like nothing changes. Okay, we're going to change the coach. We got a high-paid quarterback. Who are you getting as your next quarterback? You know, I hear, oh, they'll trade for Aaron Rodgers. They're not trading for Aaron Rodgers. They're not doing that. Um, it will be too much draft capital, and the Packers aren't going to trade him to the Cowboys. Like, it's just not going to happen that way. So forget that. Um, look, it, it's you know, it's just the, it's the cycle of I need attention. It's sort of 
Jerry Jones, in a lot of ways, is like Antonio Brown. And that's a really weird comparison. It but is. Don't you notice, like, like every three to four weeks, or it's, it's more like every two to three months. Every two to three months, there's an Antonio Brown sighting. He says something crazy just because, like, he needs to get attention. So, oh, let me create some headlines because nobody's paying attention anymore to me. Um, and just let everybody know that I'm out there. Like, that's where the Cowboys are in their cycle, just trying to get attention. Like, oh, it's going to be good. It's going to be good because it's the soap opera. It's just the Jerry Jones soap opera. I, the thing that was more fascinating to me that came out yesterday was Dave Ziegler from the Raiders saying, you know, we might not have uh, that immediate answer, basically, right. <laughs> for the quarterback situation. I, and, you know, Derek Carr humor aside, so you're telling me you got rid of a solid <laughs> starting quarterback <laughs> And now you realize you don't have a plan. You didn't even try to sell Stidham at all. <laughs> right. Like, what, what, time out. Time out. If you get rid of somebody who's a solid, good, solid player, not a Hall of Famer, and certainly not as a Jet, a Hall of Famer, <laughs> but if you get rid of that good, solid starting quarterback and who's made you, you know, a playoff team, you know, recently, and and you don't have a plan for the next quarterback, what are you doing? Like, seriously, why did I hire you? Why did I hire you as the GM, and why did I hire that dude as the coach who told me that this quarterback wasn't good enough, but I don't have another answer? Like, that makes absolutely no sense to me. Absolutely zero. And I'm not sure that Josh McDaniel makes the John Carroll Hall of Fame. Get that reference? That's a good one. <laughs> well, look, I'll tell you this, J. Cole. I will help you out here, you know, coming on the show as you do because we give you one sandwich a year. Uh, it's the deal you sign. I send him whiskey. When, when Derek Carr. I get, I, get, I, get, I get three bottles of whiskey a year from one of you. I get expired sandwich tickets from the other. Well, it's not my fault they're expired when I buy them. I don't know. I, they look they look legit enough to me. But just wait, just wait. Here's what I will do for you. There's, there's, there's that, that sell-by date thing just doesn't quite work with you, right? Is that what you're saying? It, 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 that, that, I don't even look at that. But it, it just says I, best buy. I mean, come on. Here's what I will do for you. When Derek Carr signs with the Jets and the Jets – are in the Super Bowl next year, and Derek Carr is coming back to Vegas, the triumphant hero, I will go to Vegas two weeks early just to listen to Vegas Sports Talk Radio to hear every caller say, how do we give up on Derek Carr? How do we let the Jets get him, and now they're in the Super Bowl, and i got to watch Derek Carr back here at the stadium playing in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I will do that why, for why you. Do you. Why do you have to go to Vegas to do that? You, you because know, it's more fun. I want to be. Internet. See, he wants I'm to be among the people. I'm a man of the people. I want to be among the people walking down the street, going, "I can't wait." We let Derek Carr go for this. No, I'll, I'll oh, be Derek, we got that. Derek Carr, baby. We got him. That's right. We got Derek Carr. That's why we got him. That's why we're in the Super Bowl, baby. That's right. Where's my buddy Samini? Get Samini. I need him with me. That's what you're gonna do. Next he year, a- that's going to be you walking down the street <laughs> next year in Vegas. Give me some meanie right now. 
The man you are listening to is a pro football <laughs> Hall of Fame voter, a long-time I, I NFL was. insider. I was. I <laughs> had was a good run. Today. It's over. It's just so done. I'm just Check so him out on OutKick. <laughs> it's Jersey Jason Cole. Uh, Jersey <laughs> Jason Cole. They're, they're calling to take him away right now. <laughs> Jay Cole is always, oh, buddy. Appreciate it, my Jim friend. Porter's knocking on my door. It's not for a good thing. Okay, <laughs> oh, look, I'm, I'm crying as they take Jason Cole's <laughs> vote away. I'm so crying. I'm, I'm crying. It's so bad. I played a role in this, just like Zach Thomas, except I'm doing it for Jason Cole. Look at him. He's got to actually hand his badge over to him. He's going to take it off his neck and give him the lanyard. It's so sad. We're canceling you from the Zoom call. You're out. <laughs> the passcode has changed. <sighs> See you, buddy. Have Bye, fun. J. Later. Cole. Bye. Oh, man. I mean, if people, that, guy, that guy's a pro football Hall of Fame voter. Yay. Okay. Yes, he is. That's now, our look, friend. <laughs> now, look, just really quick on Dak is that just think about this for a second. Every time you, you, know, you hear, hey, this contract is bad, this contract is bad. Aaron Rodgers has $90 million of dead cap money this year. And what are we talking about? The Packers trading him and him being able to move on. No money is unavoidable. No, 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 there's no money obstacle if a team wants to make a trade with somebody because a player either doesn't want to be there or they want to move on. So the money, the no trade clause is not an obstacle because they just exist so a player can't get dealt anywhere. Right? No, tra- no one wants to stay in a place where they're not welcome. So all it does is say, okay, I'm just going to control the teams I will accept a trade to, and I waive the trade clause. I'm telling you, Dallas, Dallas wants to Jordan Love Dak Prescott this offseason, Mike Harmon. It's coming. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go... You can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on.